0: So you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello. So there's a thing that happens when it's been too long since I've done an episode of That's What She Said. Hello. Welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. And it's that I lose the thread of connection and that natural place of there's expansion and contraction. There's expansion and contraction. That's just life, tides, breathing, right? Expansion and contraction. It's everywhere. Um, The tendency is if I go too long, I'll just contract and stay there because it's always vulnerable to do this. And somehow I can convince myself that it's less vulnerable if it's just something that I do regularly regularly. And if I don't podcast regularly, I tend to pull back. So, this is the point where I would be pulling back. And instead, I'm just going to tell you what's happening. Because it's possible that you know amazing and wonderful and lovely things that I have no idea of, and that you could help me get through this thing that I'm facing instead of I'll just retract until it's all fixed and I've taken care of everything all by myself. So, straight up, just independent woman level 101. I got this all by myself. I don't need anybody ever for anything. It's actually not true, obviously. And also that's like my deepest tendency is I'm good. I got this. I got this. I got that. I got all of it. So we're going to talk about my medical history and some sort of, it's a, you know, it's a HIPAA violation, except I'm talking about it. So it's fine. Um, I've been pretty upfront about the fact that depression is something I like if you got PhDs in depression, I would have three PhDs in depression. Cool. That's one. Um, long COVID has been an ongoing struggle. since, Like, I had COVID before COVID had a name, let alone before long COVID had a name. So science is kind of just catching up to me with regards to long COVID. And for the most part, that has been taken care of and feels better. But I just had COVID again. And... That's where kind of the pause comes into the podcast, right? And there's a fear that that would lead to another bout of long COVID and everything would get worse, right? That's a natural fear. I don't think that's happened. I'm coming back pretty well. But what I have discovered is that I have a kind of, like, my gut is, like, fucked up. And, like, I have such a severe gut infection That it has reached my brain and is impairing cognitive function. So, is it long COVID? Is it out of control candida infection causing cognitive impairment? Is it both? It's a cocktail of bullshit. (laughs) And I'm telling you this because it's frightening to scare that. Because when we start to talk about cognitive function declining, I'm going to lose expert status. You're not going to love me anymore. You're not going to give a fuck. You only love me because I know things. You own- And that's asshole brain, which we can recognize as asshole brain thoughts generally tend to be one of three categories. You're not enough. You're too much. Or why bother? Because if you're not enough and you're too much don't work, then why bother comes in. Look at fill in the blank. Why bother doing fill in the blank? That will always be there. That will always be available to you as an out. Um, so asshole brain is coming in with you're not enough because cognitive function is not where it was when you were 18, you are too much because you're sharing way too much detail and why bother because what the fuck good does it know, do for you to know this information? Here's why it matters. Because I'm sharing it with you in real time so that you can process in real time that that's what asshole brain does. When you start to look for patterns of too much, not enough, and why bother, those are pretty much the categories that asshole brain plays with. If it's not immediately evident to you, say it out loud to someone else and they can help you categorize it. Too much, not enough, why bother? It's hard to overcome those things, even when, like, I'm the person who talks about asshole brain, right? I can call it out, I can see it, I can spot it, I can say, that's asshole brain, that's asshole brain, that's asshole brain. And when it comes to me, for me to call it out in myself is important because it doesn't, so far as I know, it doesn't ever really just like stop. It's like your heartbeat, it doesn't just stop but asshole brain can be, I notice the pattern. I no longer continue with the pattern. So I have the thought, but I don't have to continue the shitty, 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 shitty shitty pattern. So here are some things that I'm noticing. One, (laughs) because my recovery from COVID is taking time, which is a very natural thing, right? That it's not like COVID, bang, you're at hundred percent the next day, which is how I would like it. Thank you very much. That the next thing that was, I could sort of feel shaping and forming is even softer and even like, Ooh, you're not just going to come to me very quickly, which is a fascinating thing to observe. I want it. And I want it now. I am Veruca fucking salt And instead, it's like doing a tease, doing a dance. Like the more you rest, the more you'll know. Oh, So to those of you that have any sort of illness and you're being forced to rest, not like rest on vacation that's glorious and glamorous and that you planned for, but rest like you just have to, A, I feel you. It's like, I feel you. B, I find it incredibly difficult to rest when it's not on my schedule. Rest on my schedule is great. Like I do the four-day work day. I do the four-day work week. It's not a problem. But unplanned rest is like fierce, fierce noises of rage come from me. (laughs) And then there's that big fear of like, why are you even listening if I'm not as smart as I was two years ago? And I'm saying that because... I can answer myself, which is like, hopefully, you're listening because I help you see things differently. Hopefully, you're listening because I'm honest about the things that I don't see or that are difficult or that are challenging. Hopefully, you're listening because I give you some sense of you could do this differently. Whatever this is, whether it's business or life or facing whatever you're facing with, dealing with whatever you're dealing with, how could we do this in a way that is not the most terrible thing? on the planet? How could we do this in a way that does not cause harm to your soul? How can we do this in a way that doesn't cause harm to other people's souls? Those are kind of the questions, and they're not really changing, no matter what my cognitive function might be doing. I might be like slower at math than I was a few years ago, but you're not in it for the math, right? At some level, that's not why you're here to be impressed by my math skills. Nor are you here to be impressed by my like recall of data and facts. That's never been a thing that I've really done, thank God, because now I don't you're not going to miss it. When it's gone, it was just never there. That data and facts are always something that I leave to Google. You can agree or disagree with me because often what I'm talking about is the energetics of a thing. And the energetics of a thing, we don't have a lot of data for because it's invisible. Right? A person is standing in front of you and says a statement. You can tell that they're lying. A person is in front of you and says a statement. You can tell that they're not lying. Where is the data, right? It's in your body that you know that person's lying. That person isn't lying. That person's lying to themselves. That person's lying to me and themselves. That person knows that they're lying to me that person knows that they're lying to themselves. There's all sorts of ways that we can lie. But the data of it tends to come from the feeling in your animal body. And what I know about everything that's happening in my life right now is that I'm getting stronger in knowing in my animal body. And also, concurrently, what's really frightening. And I'm filling you in on what's really frightening because... Well, I'll tell you after my job is becoming less about knowing and more about being curious. It's less about here's an experience that you will have in great detail, points one through 17, here we go. And more about these are the possibilities that we will be stepping into and you'll be supported the whole way. Less about I have the answer, let me teach you the answer. More about Here are some ideas. What do those do in you? What answers do those provoke? What might happen if we follow the trail of your aliveness all the way through this experience? And that is our guide, that we both agree that our guide for work together will be some of my ideas, some of my expertise, some of my like two decades of teaching experience and holding space experience, and mostly Me relentlessly turning you back toward you and toward your interiors and toward your soul. And that ability has been 0% impacted by my health concerns. I'm doing this out loud and in public because what I see, no matter what, is if the predominant advice is you need to find a niche, stay with a niche, own that niche move on to another niche, find a niche, stay in that niche, own that niche, that you're not, there's no room for play in that. That what gets eliminated when we know, in the capital K know uh, kind of a way, when we are experts, when we have the data, when we are relentlessly being interviewed and used and inquired into as an expert, what we lose is a sense of play, a sense of not knowing, a sense of mystery, a sense of delight, a sense of, and a sense of ecology and ecosystem. Because if I'm the expert, there's a hierarchy there that I'm not necessarily comfortable with. And the way I want you to feel is like you have just gotten in the car with me in the passenger seat, and we're going to drive around and talk about some things. That's how I want you to feel. I think secretly that's part of why I do this in a car. Because one, I can control the sound for the most part. Cars are amazing little sound booths. Two, I like to drive. It frees my mind. And three, when you're here with me doing the podcast recording, there is a spot of like, who am I talking with? Who am I talking to? Who is this for? Expert status becomes fixed. And once you are fixed as an expert in X, there's not a lot of wiggle room. I am always interested in the wiggle room. And I'm interested in making spaces that increase wiggle room for exploration of whatever it is that's next. Because what I see about, you can take this at any level, the largest global level, the level of the internet, the level of social media, the level of day-to-day societal interactions, the level of how much time you spend with screens in a day the level of like just saying hi to another human on the street so from the greatest biggest we're on a globe together we're all humans and earthlings down to saying hi to your neighbor or not what I see is the for the most part the death of imagination that what we do now is we look at our screens, contribute to our screens, participate with our screens, get outraged by our screens, get filled up by our screens. We connect via our screens. We. Our lives have been flattened by screens themselves, which is not to say that your life is flat if you have screens in it. That's not the case. But if you are not careful, you can spend more hours with tiktok than with other humans more hours with the real housewives than with your actual friends more hours with whatever it is that you love that is on a screen than existing in reality in the physical world and what i'm protesting there is not the screen itself or, or the content of the screen it is the lack of imagination that's happening that i see across the board in terms of life experience, interest, new things, different things. Um, I think it's best expressed as the square specification of the internet. That why I, I, I don't even have words. Websites used to be incredibly diverse, in my opinion. And I'm so fucking bored by websites now because it's blocks of content that are very, 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 I don't have the right word that isn't let me find the right word. They're disconnected. So, where it used to be that I could trust you to read four paragraphs in a row, four paragraphs is way too much to have on a, on a home page. Now, you're supposed to have like sentence, alluring photo, sentence. This is how to hire me. Button, testimonial, testimonial, testimonial. Other compelling sentence. Go look at my work here. Three blog posts at the bottom, giant opt in under that, and then links to your social media everywhere. Maybe a contact form open at the bottom. Websites look the same. Web shops look the same. Individual messages look the same. Systems look the same. It's all there's a sameness to it. And some part of me, some like the sacred rebel in me that is being pushed to this by health concerns is like, no, not going to do that. I'm not going to get. And it's not about Squarespace. If you have a Squarespace website, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the the entirety of web design got swallowed up by Squarespace just like the entirety of social interaction got swallowed up by Facebook and Instagram and the entirety of search engines got swallowed up by Google and the, like the monopolies are funneling and they're funneling harder and faster And to great detriment to our souls, to our humanity, and to our own imaginations and our ways of being, our ways of living in the world, our ways of existing, our ways of enjoying, our ways of having fun, our ways of being wild, our ways of engaging with our humanity. There is a great loss. So this is effectively a permission slip for me to not know and for you to not know. And to say... 100% 100% the Imaginarium is a thing that is not going away. So if it sounds like crisis, she has no idea what she's doing. Not the case. I do have some things that I know for sure. Definitely. Yes. A hundred percent. Right. Um, and that is kristinkelp.com slash Imaginarium. That is happening in Philly. Go take a look, book a call with me. And that is for kickstarting your coming back to life process after pandemic and kickstarting your imagination after all of this like screen time that deadens us. And again, I feel like I should say it again. It's not about Squarespace. It's about there were infinite options for websites. And then somehow the de facto standard that we all agreed was going to be it became Squarespace. And even if your website is designed by a human that's not Squarespace, it has definitely been influenced by the creation of content blocks that just move around and uh, that can be incredibly disjointed to read versus we used to read on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) There were words in order, just like there were in a book, and we would read. And that is somehow not okay. Okay. Now it's like sentence and images and wiggly things and squiggly things and jiggly things and graphics and graphics and graphics and graphics and, and GIFs and additional graphics and more and more and more and more and more and more stimulus does not mean more and more and more and more and more substance. And I just keep getting more and more and more and more and more interested in the substance. And I'm saying that not because it's fun for me to navel gaze, but because if you feel that too, there's a reason for that. There's a reason that reading eight content blocks, each of which has a different sentence that shoots you to a different link in order to be the most the most to cover the most ground as quickly as possible, doesn't do for you what reading a single poem that's, you know, a few hundred words long does. It's because just because we've covered a lot of ground doesn't mean that we have any depth and what i see being stripped from absolutely everywhere and i mean everywhere i'm not talking i'm not talking about this nation i'm not talking about this community this town this state i'm talking about the whole fucking world is being stripped of depth, of depth and meaning because we all just need to go so goddamn fast that we need to see more tiktoks more podcasts more 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 And the gift for me, because I'm not projecting into you, the gift for me of being forced to slow down, forced to reconsider, forced to lie the fuck down when I would rather not, is that substance just has to take center stage. I don't have the energy to do anything, literally anything, that does not feel good and substantive and pleasurable in my body. I don't have a single drop of energy for bullshit. And that's the great gift of this is that if your energy gets so limited that you, you have to make choices that are really pretty ruthless about where your energy goes, that can be really beautiful because suddenly, you know, exactly, exactly where you want to focus your energy because you don't have any to spare. It's a little bit like energetically for me, it's a little bit like going to the book fair as a kid And I would get something that I felt was a huge amount of money, maybe $10. And like you only have those $10, you really need to focus. What do you most deeply and desperately desire here at the book fair, Kelp? It's the same thing, but with a business that where we, are, we can be endlessly pulled in hundreds of thousands of directions, we can perform for TikTok, we can perform for Instagram, we can follow the trends, we can invest $40,000 in learning SEO practices that will inevitably change when the algorithm changes tomorrow. We can invest in masterminds and more masterminds and more masterminds and systems and done for you services and formulas and templates. And this is the way I promise. This is the way I promise. This is the way I promise. Couldn't this is actually really hard to say? Couldn't possibly be less interested, just couldn't possibly be less interested. Would rather stare at a wall than take another one to four thousand dollar class that promises it's going to show me the way and there are systems, and just follow the system and it'll all work out. That world at some level, is gone. And maybe it's always been gone, that we just wanted to believe the world is incredibly predictable, the internet is incredibly predictable, it's all incredibly predictable, this is how we do it. That isn't actually helpful for how to build a better future. Because what we're seeing is that what has happened, what is happening at this moment, it's societally at a worldwide level is that the old systems are not working and there are people and I adore, respect, love, admire, send such fucking love to the people that are committed to upholding, filling, regulating, fixing the systems that currently exist. And, I am very clear based on my energy levels, my interest, my desire, my ability to focus and pay attention, and every indicator that my entire being gives me that it is not my work to save, fix, or alter existing systems. It is my work to make spaces where new things can occur. Completely new. It is my work to make spaces where imagination can blossom. It is my work to imagine better futures with you, for you, by your side, in your company, and in a healthy ecosystem and community. Because when it comes to imagination, there are no fucking experts. There are people who are incredible facilitators. There are people who are incredible at making sure everyone in the room is heard. But experts in imagination, less so. Hard to identify. So, here in the middle of it, in the body is screaming for rest. So, I'm going to go home and take a nap, and those emails will not be returned today. I want to send you love, and I want to specifically send love to the parts of you that feel like you have to know the answer right now. You're not allowed to rest right now. I want to send love to the parts of you that say you're too much, you're not enough, or why bother? I want to send love to the parts of you that believe asshole brain when it says those things. I want to send love to the parts of you that are caught in systems you'd rather not be caught in and don't know a way out. I want to send love to the parts of you that have spent, if you're a business owner, thousands, probably more like tens of thousands of dollars on shit that did not work, that was not helpful, that did not serve you and that's just in some cases just straight up stole your money. I want to send love to the parts of you that feel incredible pressure to be an expert and yet are not actually interested in being an expert right now. Maybe it's not forever, just right now. I want to send love to the parts of you that just desperately want to be in community but don't know what that looks like during a pandemic because the, the social messaging is pandemic is over. I have a client right now that has COVID. Another client just finished with COVID. The client before that, like, I've just had COVID. Bear just had COVID. Like, it, this is not, the messaging is not lining up with the reality. The messaging across the board, for whatever reason, is pandemic is over. And the reality is, bitch, please, it's not. It's not at all. I want to send love to the parts of you that are so tired. The parts of you that just desperately need a rest, and it doesn't matter what that rest looks like. You would be happy to take it. (laughs) I want to send parts of love to you, to the parts of you that have to function within capitalism even though you hate it, or it's crushing you, or it's burdensome, or it's difficult, or you just need a break, or it's, it's harming you, it's harming some part of you, it's harming some part of your family. I want to acknowledge the harm that capitalism does just by existing. By definition, in capitalism, we are all competing with each other for resources. That's just, that's just how it is at a framework, structural, very, very basic, I'm not even being controversial level. And what a lifetime of surviving within capitalism does... I want, to, I want to send love to those parts of you. I want to send love to the parts of you that are afraid to let yourself be seen. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I want to send love to the parts of you that desperately want to connect with people. And to the parts that are exhausted by people. I want to send love to the parts of you that want to watch and consume and participate in the news and do whatever you can, because that's what responsible citizens do. And I want to send love to the parts of you that just cannot take any more bad news. You feel a paradox there? Both of those are real. And I want to send love to both of those parts. I want to send love to the parts of you that would love to be in the car with me driving around. And I want to send love to the parts of you that would be terrified to be in the car with me driving around. Because it's a guarantee that I'll see you. And that's always scary at some level. So from the The messy, squidgy, recovering, reckoning, realizing, digesting, making sense of beginning to articulate shape and form from that place. The place where no one communicates from, by the way. Oh my God, if Brene Brown did a podcast called like 73 things that I don't have the answers to and I'm really pissed off about it. At some level, that's more compelling to me right now than everything she already knows. Because what we need is people who are wise, who are willing to invite other people into the questions, the struggle, the wrestling, the reckoning, the imagining. That's actually what we need. We need to feel like if we don't have the answers, that's not bad. Welcome to everyone. (laughs) Right? And if we look around in dismay and despair, that's, that's welcome to everyone. If they, the urge to check out, to be apathetic, to be like, fuck it. I don't even care. Welcome to everyone. That there is a great comfort in that's where we all are. And the more that I can send you love and articulate that, even from this incredibly, incredibly soft, vulnerable, tender, incredibly difficult spot of saying, I don't know. It's coming. It's taking shape. It's taking longer than I thought. COVID sucks. Ugh. I just want to send love to you in that spot. Cause there are, there are points when it feels like life has gelled and you understand life. And there are points where life is in that jello-y phase where it's like, Ooh, I don't know what this is yet and i want to acknowledge that those are parts of it that there's expansion there's contraction there's an up there's a down there's a there's a wave to all of it right and this is just part of part of the ride riding the waves so here from this kind of point in the wave i hope you feel loved and i hope you know that you're not alone in this life <laughs> So here's the part where I ask you to do something. First, if you feel that I just want to talk to her and I don't even know why or what about or I want to work with her but I don't know why or what about or I have this project or collaboration or speaking gig or podcast or idea that I want to talk about with her. Yes, I would love to talk to you bit.ly slash talk with So bit.ly slash T-A-L-K-W-I-T-H-K-K. There it is. Go for it. Hit it. It's beautiful. Secondly, if you love the podcast, love the message, love what's going on, love what's happening, share an episode with a friend, like text them and then tell them what it is that you love. Not just like, this was cool, but like, Give them details. I like what she said about blah, blah, blah. Maybe A, B, and C would be good. That helps other people find the podcast in a way that is not reviews-based and ratings-based, which is also helpful. If you want to leave a rating or a review, go for it. But there's also this sort of person-to-person, hey, I think this would be helpful for you. I love it. Here it is. Text them an episode at will. The third thing, even if neither of the other two things are interesting, I would love for you to tell me because I don't have access to it. I live inside of me. I need people to see and (laughs) effectively tell me what they get from this podcast. So if there's anything that I said that resonated with you that struck a chord that was like, oh my God, that makes me think of this, which makes me think of this, which makes me think of this article that you should definitely read or this book that's definitely in line with you or this podcast or this program or this class or this person's work, I would love recommendations of Other people's work that speak to these things. And I would love to know what you got from this specific episode. Shoot me an email, k at kristinkelp.com. And that's not just to stroke my ego. That's so that I have data and I know. And that also sort of smooths the part of me that gets scared of being vulnerable because it's incredibly real. Just because I say it all the time doesn't mean it's not real every time. And so if you wish to experience people being vulnerable in such a fashion and because I don't have a co-host, I don't have like a Glennon, I don't have a sister, I don't have an Abby, it's just me here. I need you to talk to me about any of it. Shoot me an email, k at com, and go for it because here's the big tragedy. People I know have waited because I asked clients, how long have you followed me before you decided to work with me? The answer is often six years, nine years, 10 years. Um, I don't want that to be the case. I want to (laughs) shorten that time frame. And what that means is that you have to talk to me. K at kristenkelp.com. And if there's any part of you that's like, I would like to talk to her about uh, blank bit.ly slash talk with KK. And I'll see you there. I don't know when I'm going to record another podcast. It'll probably be a week or two. But for, for now, may you feel deeply, deeply connected to the animal of your body, to your imagination, to your soul, to your deepest desires, and to whatever it is that brings you sustenance, depth, and life. Thank you so much, and I'll see you soon.